This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And good morning, good afternoon, welcome. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you. Uh, we're here for your pets. We're here to answer questions, to talk about anything you want to talk about pets. And uh, But the key here is a live call-in show. No, live call-in show. We want to hear from you. And you can do it a number of ways. You can give us a call, 877-385-8882. Or better yet, you can join us here live on Google Hangouts. Just go on to PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab under Shows, and we have a link there for you to join us here live on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And want to thank, and once again, our new sponsor, Perfume Premium. You can just find them, www.PawfumePremium.com, P-A-W-F-U-M-E, Premium, P-R-E-M-I-U-M.com. And um, basically what we're trying to do with Perfume Premium is bring you veterinary quality product with wonderful scents, wonderful formulations at a price that you can afford. You can catch them online. And uh, we're very happy to have them on board. I am involved with them. I helped with the formulations. And I've sort of over the years just working around in the, in the pet world as well as the veterinary world and met up with a number of formulators and companies. And we have some really, really, really good product that I was thrilled to put my name on. So it is Perfume Premium by Dr. Jeff Werber. And I'll, I tell you, it is really, really good stuff. And some of the stuff, interesting, I, I, the reason I developed it is there some of the things we have nothing really like it on the veterinary market, which is, blows my mind because the stuff is so great. And the stuff that they have is really, I would say it's probably as effective. But, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is obviously with the intent to share your homes with your pets, the couch, the bed, etc. We want a stuff that makes your pet just not only feel good, but also look good and smell good. That's sort of how we got the, the, the perfume going, because it is so important. You know, one of the key reasons that I see pets that the owners don't want to cuddle with, or they don't want to have them go near them is because, oh my God, dog face smells so bad. Well, now we can do something about it. So um, anyway, uh, once again, welcome to Perfume Premium. And if you have any questions, if you want to see uh, what kind of great lineup we have of product, you can go on to www.perfumepremium.com. So as I always like to do, we like to kind of peruse the uh, smart brief. A couple of cute stories. This one is really interesting. Two zoos, one in Texas, and one in the Atlanta Zoo, they have had started a program training apes, great apes, we're talking big, strong, great apes, to submit to blood pressure testing, to blood testing, and EKGs, electrocardiograms. And apparently, it took a while to get them, but they really tolerated it very well. So now they're starting to share their training program with other zoos across the nation for the very important reason that heart disease is the number one killer of great apes. That's really sad. And typically because the fear of getting up close and personal and trying to test them on a routine basis uh, without some sort of sedation and anesthesia was very tough. So now with the, the new techniques that have been developed, these monitoring techniques can be used on a regular basis and hopefully help these amazing animals. This was a wow. They found a dead sperm whale. And when they were doing a postmortem and autopsy, they found the following. They, 64 pounds, 64 pounds of plastic bags, of nets, of other trash. And 
yeah, really, guys, from a responsibility standpoint, we need to do a better job of protecting our wild animals. And, you know, to have that stuff discarded in such a way from a waste perspective that a whale can end up with 64 pounds, that, that's half a person. So maybe half a thin person, but it's half a person anyway. So um, really, be very, very careful. So another story that I really liked, because as many of you know, I do a lot of rescue work and I work with two of the rescue groups that I do work with are pretty much specifically for pit bulls. And you know, there are communities out there that have been trying to outlaw, ban certain breeds, ah, the Rottweiler and maybe Akita, Chow Chow, because of bites and, and dog bite prevention, thinking that, you know, if we keep this breed out of this community, we'll have less bites. Well, guess what? It's not going to work. And fortunately, there are more communities I mean, and even states that have now banned the ban. In other words, they actually are saying that these specific laws that are banning breeds are illegal, which is really good. Because I have to tell you that, well, first of all, with the dogs that I see are great. My daughter has two pit bulls that are amazing. I mean, of all the dogs in the family, they're probably the friendliest. And you know, I, and I often say this, and it's sort of, it's a sad thing to say, but I'll tell you this, that I had done a story years ago on the pit bulls. So I had to do some research, and what I found was very interesting. And back in the day, we're talking back in the United Kingdom in the 1800s, where the fighting of these dogs was, and I, I, it's sad to even use this term, but it was a gentlemanly sport. Go figure. Anyway, so in the, the ring they had over the pit, they actually had a person who was kind of like a referee. And any dog that showed any signs of aggression towards this person was literally taken outside and shot. The point being that the owners of these dogs would not tolerate any signs of aggression towards a person. So when these dogs get a bad rap, innately, they are not really bad dogs for people. It's the way they're trained, the way they're reared, um, their early experiences, sometimes very negative, is what causes them to behave the way they do. They are, you know, there are actually more bites that are recorded by chihuahuas and cocker spaniels across the country then pit bulls or Rottweilers. But the, the thing is, because of those dogs are so big and the bites are often more serious, they're the ones that are getting the attention. So to ban a dog just because it looks like or it's in the same breed class as some other dog, it's, it's just not fair. So um, uh, anyway, I'm very glad that uh, most of these rules are being outlawed, but um, the keys really are adopt. I mean, because of this, there are so many pit bulls out there and if you, you see the ones that come into my office are, are literally heavenly. So don't generalize is really what the bottom line is. Hypertension, hypertension affects us. And yet it also affects our pets and eye problems, heart problems, kidney disease. These all things, brain lesions can all be related to hypertension. So very important to, you know, as part of the routine exam, especially if your animals are ADR, ain't doing right, or there's something else going on. One of the tests that should be monitored is blood pressure because especially if the problem, for example, detached retinas in cats, hypertension. I mean, when I see it, first thing I'm going to do is, is measure uh, their blood pressure. Kidney problems also often related to hypertension. So just one of these things that's important to know. And if you're having this issue with your pets, please, please make sure you see a veterinarian. And uh, this is something to have monitored as well. This one, I would love to hear from you on this one. 877-385-8882. Join us live because this was one that I, I have certain issues with and I would just love to hear some input. And that is Nebraska lifted its rules on licensing for pet therapists, massage therapists. Now, typically on the books, it was only veterinarians or certified human massage therapists that took some extra courses in pets. 
and no one else can do massage therapy. Now that license has been revoked. The requirement has been revoked, and now anybody can do it. Here's my issue. I totally believe that having only veterans, like I wouldn't even want to do it. I don't have time for that. But I do believe that there's value. So I think that care facilities, rehab facilities, it's very important that others are able to do it. But to not have some sort of regulation, some sort of proof of licensing, some sort of proof of training, that means anybody, anybody, same thing with dog trainers. That's why my whole issue with dog trainers is that anybody, you can wake up one morning and say, you know what? I want to be a dog trainer. I'm going to hang a shingle. I'm going to take an ad out. I'm going to start advertising that I'm going to be a dog trainer. But wait a second. And you don't have to prove anything, nothing, zero zilch about your training, about your experience, qualifications. So that's my, my, my only issue with this. would love to hear what you think about it. Should anybody be able to do it? Should there be at least some licensing program, some restrictions, some education, some sort of proof some coursework, something that has shown of completion that at least you are qualified to do pet massage. Anyway, that's kind of just something that has been bugging me. I see stuff like that. It worries me because then it opens the doors for other things too. That, oh, well, yeah, I can, I can be a trainer. I can be this. I can be that. I can do pet dentistry. That's going under a lot of fire right now because people are realizing if you don't know what you're doing, you know, as I always say, it's very important to know what you know. You know, it's more important to know what you don't know. But you know what gets you into trouble? What gets everybody into trouble is when you don't know what you don't know, i.e. you think you know it. And when you think you know something, eh, it kind of worries me a little bit. You don't want to think you know it. You need to know that you know it. This is a cute story. A kitten joins the ranks of the police department in Troy, Michigan. What they did was they took a little kitten, and now it's, it's literally part of the police department. And the reason is they want to encourage pet adoption. They took this kitten through a shelter. And they're now trying to encourage pet adoption through the shelter. This kitten goes with the, the, the police when they have any kind of marketing or public relations. The goal really is to encourage adoptions, which I think is absolutely responsible, absolutely great. And the kitten is not yet named because they are going to wait until they're doing like a Twitter uh, contest and see what kind of name is going to win on the uh, Twitter contest. And speaking of cute things like this, last night in a uh, Dodger game, Saturday night, they allowed dogs in Dodger Stadium. It was a pups to the park event. They took the right field pavilion, opened it up to people with their pets. Uh, the tickets were $46 for a person and $40 for your pet. You have to really like your pet to spend 40 bucks to just take them to Dodger Stadium because, of course, dogs know a lot about baseball. So uh, I, I'm sure they really appreciated being there. To, to watch the game, but they may, you know, they may have fun and messing with other dogs and, and you have to show proof of vaccine and, and have to be well-behaved and all this good stuff. But anyway, that's really cute. The proceeds, of course, were going to a, a shelter. And uh, so I thought that was really, really a clever way to raise awareness and to, to make it fun. And who doesn't want to go to a baseball game when you get to have your pet with you? Go anywhere. Wouldn't that be great? You take your pets to work, take them to the restaurant. Why not take them to the ball game? And this from the American Kennel Club, it caught my eye only because it was about Frenchies. And I have two and my son has one. And I see, oh God, I see I, over 300 French Bulldogs in my practice. So I see a lot of Frenchies. And anyway, they are now, good, bad, it's, it's no surprise. They are now the fourth dog, popular, most popular dog in the American Kennel Club. Number one, still Labrador Retriever. Uh, you got German Shepherds, number two. Golden Retrievers, number three. And now French Bulldogs, number four. And you cannot, it's unlikely you're going to pick up an ad anywhere that, that shows pets and not see a Frenchie. They have just won everybody's heart for good reason. They are just so much fun. Amazing dogs. 
I have three in the house now. We're dog sitting my sons. And it's a, really a great breed. My problem with it is, and this is what we're seeing also, is because they become so popular and because people are somewhat fickle when it comes to their pets. Do you realize we are now, there are rescue groups that are now have more and more pure breed French bulldogs. So if you are thinking about a Frenchie, and trust me, if you want, I can't argue against it because they're fantastic, but, but don't go to a breeder and all that stuff. There are so many rescues out there now that have pure breed Frenchies. I see a number of them in my practice. They are great dogs. And you know, you never know really why somebody gives their dog up when they do or, or what the problems were. So I don't judge, but they're popular. That's good news. But they're also bad news because they're so popular. We are seeing more and more unwanted ones. And that's a problem. You know, we see the same thing when movies glorify certain breeds. I remember we would cringe every time another version of 101 Dalmatians would come out. Why? Because, you know, look, in the movie, they're fantastic. And so people would go out and get them. And then later on, they realize, I, I can't do this dog thing. So then we see more and more of them at the shelter. I fear that that's going to happen as well to Frenchies. And we already are seeing more than we should in shelters, but no, they're there. Anyway, halfway through the show, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about something. I didn't really wasn't going to talk about it, but I've had two or three cases in the last several weeks that I'm realizing, you know what? This is more serious than I thought. And the issue really is basically a problem with dogs and cats that have issues urinating. And the reason I say this, we've had both a dog and a cat in the last several weeks with ruptured bladders, which in a cat was deadly. It often is. And in a dog, fortunately not. But you realize, oh my God, if you as pet parents don't start recognizing issues with your pet's habits like this, uh, it could be disaster. So don't go away. When we come back, we're going to talk about this and you'll join me in the second half. And if you want to give us a call, give us your experience to share anything we talked about so far this morning, 877-385-8882 or join us here on Google Hangouts. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licker Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licker Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licker Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live again. So um, once again, I'd like to hear from you if you've uh, had this experience. Um, it's a really, really common problem, and that is urinary issues. And 
we call it strangeuria, where not strange, but straining, straining to urinate. And it's very, very common. So the typical classic symptoms are going to be a cat who goes to litter box multiple, multiple times, sits there, squats. But if you look, they don't leave that little puddle and they get frustrated. They will go out, they go back in the litter box, they try it again. You're going to see it more likely in a male than a female. And it is concerning. In the dog, same thing. They're going to go to the tree, lift a leg or squat, male, female, depending. And again, it doesn't seem like anything comes out. And they start becoming more and more uncomfortable with more repeated attempts, but the attempts fail. They don't do anything. So when we have that, it can be due to a number of reasons. Number one would just be a urinary tract infection. We call it UTI. And what happens is with the infection, the bladder will get thickened and loses some of its elasticity. So when the bladder fills up, even with a small amount of urine, it puts pressure against the wall of this thickened bladder, which has lost its elasticity. And therefore, the pressure sensors in this bladder send a signal to the brain that you got a big bladder and you got to go. The problem is the bladder is not very big. It's just that it's very thickened. So these animals, you'll see multiple repeated attempts and they urinate much more frequently, but much less urine is held. And sometimes no urine comes out. You also have something called sterile cystitis. And that is the similar idea with the bladder wall gets very thickened. So these animals think they have to go. They think their bladder is very full. But when they go, a couple of dribbles. And so for for these, they would definitely require medical attention and urinalysis. Typically, uh, we often like to catch urine, what we call cystocentesis. We collect either with good palpation or we use the ultrasound probe. And the reason for that is that in animals, the urethra, which is the tube going from the bladder out to the outside, Look, let's face it, they don't have the same hygiene habits that we do, and clearly uh, they're not as clean. So when in animals we catch urine by what we call free catch, which is where we have them urinate into like a container, we may see more bacteria, but the question is going to be, was this normal bacteria for the urethra or was it coming from the bladder? And you don't know. Uh, some people say, well, if it's certain above a certain point, we're expecting X amount of normal bacteria. So if it's more than, than this number, then chances are it came from the bladder. Uh, there's a really good way to eliminate that. And that's called cystocentesis, where we collect the urine directly from the bladder. And by doing so, especially using ultrasound, the reason I like that better is that we can also evaluate the bladder itself Okay, you can see the wall thickness, you can see if there's sludge in there, you can see if there's stones, and some stones, by the way, are we call radiolucent, that means they're clear on x-ray, so you won't see them on an x-ray. The radio-opaque stones, those are the ones you will see on x-ray, which brings me to the next point, and that is x-ray. And when we have everything is looking negative, then clearly another problem is the bladder stone. So I've had, I mean, I did, just this week alone, we had three cystotomies, and one was a multiple little stones. One was in a little puppy, a rescue pup, some kind of terrier mix, terrier poo, that had a stone that was was like the size, it was almost took up the whole bladder. And when we first noticed that this puppy had a stone, when it was very young, we thought, oh my God, sometimes there are some metabolic conditions that seem to induce stone formation, and maybe this dog has it. So we're going to do a stone analysis to see what it is, but it's something And certain breeds have certain stones that, that are notorious. For example, Dalmatians, we talked about earlier in the show, Dalmatians will develop urate stones, urate calculi, and that's very much diet related. 
need special uh, preventive medicines because of the way these stones are formed. And they often will be repetitive. So you do, sometimes these dogs, without the medication called alpurinol, they might develop stones again and again. But here's where it gets tricky that and very, very potentially dangerous. And that is if these go unrecognized, especially in a male, because in a female, the aperture, the opening of the urethra at the vaginal canal is usually large enough to certainly pass small stones. but when these stones get in, into the very narrow urethra of the male, they can actually lodge. Or when they get too big in the bladder, they can't even make it out the trigone into the urethra. They block up the works. And when these animals can't urinate, clearly what's going to happen is no magic. You have kidneys working, continually bringing the urine into the bladder through the ureters, and the dogs cannot eliminate, the cats cannot eliminate, and all of a sudden this bladder is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And if it is not addressed, and if it's not picked up, these bladders will burst. Cat bladders, because cat urine is much more concentrated, really can be deadly. And another way this happens, we just had a kitten, eight months old, very sad, was hit by a car. Because the bladder was full at the time, it's like taking a water balloon it doesn't even have to be that full, but if you take a water balloon and throw it on the ground with that impact, what's going to happen? It's going to burst. Well, that's what happened to this poor cat. And it happened in such an area of the bladder at the trigone that it could not be repaired. It was really, really sad. And by the time the lady brought this cat in, it was, you know what? It was such a sad situation. Two cats, kittens, breed litter mates. They were outdoor cats. It was like not the right owner scenario. Anyway, the cat was already extremely sick because of the urine floating in the abdomen. And this kitty, we, we ended up having to put to sleep on the table. Now, dog, I get a call from a friend. They were out of town. They had the dog with the dog sitter who was only coming in a couple of times a day to walk the dogs. So she did not notice that this dog was literally struggling to urinate. Did not notice that this dog's belly was getting bigger. And so what finally happened was she saw the dog for about a day and a half, stopped eating and took it to her own veterinarian. And then that veterinarian feeling that this was really bad. Well, they called the owner who was out of town. The owner said, you got to talk to me because I'm, I'm the regular vet. And I said, what you need to do is get it to this emergency facility because it needed around the clock care. It was very sick. P.S. What they did was when they did their workup, sure enough, they realized they saw on an x-ray, they saw no bladder on x-ray. No bladder on ultrasound, but they did see a stone stuck, lodged in the urethra, all right, at the level of the outflow right by the penis area. And guess what? This poor dog went days without being able to urinate. The owners were out of town, so nobody noticed. The pet sitter did not notice because she was only there a couple of times a day. I don't know why, how she didn't see the, on a walk that the dog was lifting its leg and nothing was happening. I don't know how they didn't see that the belly was probably getting big. The dog was getting more and more uncomfortable. Bottom line, ruptured bladder. Um, and then because, again, it was a while before they got to the diagnosis, so the dog was very, very sick. And all said and done, if you're sitting down, $17,000 later, let me repeat, $17,000 later, the dog is back home, no more urinary catheter in place, eating, still a little sluggish, but is doing okay. I just talked to the owners last night. So it's one of those things that please, please, please notice that this is a very important area 
And, you know, people always notice when my dog has diarrhea, my dog's vomiting, that's the gastrointestinal tract. Well, guess what? The urinary tract is in many ways just as important and a great telltale to how pets are doing. If they're drinking too much water and peeing a lot, that's a concern. You got to think Cushing's, you got to think diabetes, all right? If they are um, not drinking and the urine is very, very, very concentrated, that's something to be aware about. If they're drinking and the urine is very dilute, all right, maybe we're having a kidney problem going on. So there are many, many clues that one needs to recognize about their pets and their elimination habits, period. And it could be a lifesaver. As it was with the dog, sadly, it didn't work with the cat. And you got to jump on these things. Don't Just don't keep on waiting and waiting. Bring your pets in. Have the veterinarians, your veterinarians evaluate the air status, the kidney status, bloods, x-rays, urinalysis, ultrasound. There are so many ways that we can monitor these cases, so many ways that we can make a diagnosis and help your pets. So anyway, thanks for joining me today here on Pet Life Radio's Ask Us, Dr. Jeff. Also, thank you to our sponsor, perfumepremium.com. Check it out. Great stuff. If you have any questions about those products, you can get a hold of me. You can get a hold of them at www.perfumepremium.com. But we're talking phenomenal products, veterinary quality, and yet available to you online at prices that you can afford. Uh, We will see you next week right here on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Have a terrific week, everybody. And uh, uh, if you have any questions, send them in to me at drjeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com where you can talk about them on the air. And we'd love you to just join us here live. I think it's very helpful. If you, I guarantee any question, any concern that you have about your pet, there is someone else out there listening right now that has the same problem, same concern. So why not help educate other pet owners and pet lovers out there as well and let them just hang on for the ride. Have a good week. We'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.